Hey, Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. What's up? What do a familiar Christmas story performed by Disney characters and a girl's magic journey to the land of dolls have in common? I don't know. What do they have in common? Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week I watched Mickey's Christmas Carol. And this week I watched The Nutcracker Prince. And now it's time to make The the Movie movie Connection. connection. All right, here we go. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, in an effort to broaden our movie horizons and to just remain connected in general, we decided to connect over something that we both really enjoy. Movies. That's right. Movies. So each week we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before, and then we sit down to watch them, discuss them, review them, and we try to figure out, hey, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies? Any at all. Anything. And lately we've been stuck in a rut because there's this thing happening, This, this, this holiday, it happens every year, drives a lot of people crazy, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we're fans here. So we've been watching a whole bunch of Christmas-related movies, um, but still finding connections along the way. And it's been a yeah. real trip. So this week is, like, this should be, like, right at Christmas time. I usually like to release these at Christmas Eve if I can or whatever. But either way, and I do feel like these are the most Christmassy possibly of our group but it's ironic because they're also kind of the theme that i had for this was let's 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 address some of these christmas things that like it's weird that they're associated with christmas now yeah we got a few of those where it's like so i watched mickey's christmas carol which is based Mm -hmm. off a christmas carol now granted like i mean christmas is in the title so you know it's pretty pretty ingrained but my point is, uh, like, you kind of take Christmas out and it still works. At the end of the day, Christmas Carol is still just ultimately a lesson about, like, shaming fucking rich people into fucking treating the poor more reasonably. And frankly, yes. just like, <laughs> just, 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 just not being rich. That's all. Yeah, it's all under the guise of Christmas spirit. But really, it's, it's about, like being a better person in yeah. society. Yeah. And I love that, like, that was Dickens' kind of mission. Yeah, it was his thing. MO. It's like, well, I, I wrote this thing to, like, change society. So I'm glad it worked and that people actually kind of like the story, I guess. But no, ultimately, I was just trying to save England. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from uh, the rich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, I think we can relate these days. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Absolutely. in the other... Absolutely. In the other corner, we have the Nutcracker. Uh, more specifically, the Nutcracker Prince. But that's based yeah. off of... Well, this is interesting because I, I guess I didn't look into it 
uh, again, but I feel like ballet first and then maybe story or maybe story first. I can't remember. Um, I think it was a ballet first. And I right. think it like originated maybe in Russia. Russia. Yes. And this is one of like Russia. It's one of Russia's big like cultural like touchstones. Right. Like everybody. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing. And for some reason, I feel like I associated it with Paris for the longest time. Like it was a mm. French thing, I think. Um, yeah. But no, it is very Russian when you get right down to it. And especially right? when you get into the history um, and all that good stuff. But then there is also apparently a story called like the Nutcracker Prince and the Mouse King or something like that. Yes. So and I haven't read it myself, but uh, I would like to. Um, yeah, it's great. And uh, but yeah, so this one is definitely I think the big deal is it is set around Christmas time. I believe it opens with a Christmas party. Um, so yes. that's really where the Christmas connection starts. But from there, it's just it, it's really just kind of a fun little fantasy romp, right? Um, it totally is. Yeah, it could honestly you could pull Christmas away from it and it would still absolutely work. I do feel like people see a lot of ballets during Christmas time, and oh, that could okay. be why right. I associate going to the ballet with like winter. Okay. You know that Makes there's sense. spring recitals. Indoor activity. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. I like it. I would love to see, like, I would actually like to, see, I think the only ballet I've seen is the Nutcracker. So it'd be kind of cool to oh, check good. out the other big one, which is. Swan Lake, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Swan Lake or, would be awesome. Yeah, I would check that one out. Or like Sleeping Beauty, I think is another big one. Yes, Sleeping Beauty would be amazing. Um, but yeah, so those are our titles. Um, and yeah, I do like this idea of addressing these lesser, no like, kind of offshoot of Christmas stuff. Yeah. So let's get into it. And I think it's my turn to start. Unfortunately, no. Um. Well, my thing is going to be really short because <laughs> because the movie is really short. Incredibly short. I forgot how is, short it was. It works, though. I think that's though. with everybody because it just feels like such a production where it's just like, oh, yeah, I could. I feel like I watched this for an hour. It is so interesting. It is. And I like it was in one of the Jiminy Cricket Christmas specials, right? And so I think mm -hmm. that's where we all get that whole like, no, it's an hour, but really it's just a 26 minute part of the hour special that shows a bunch of other clips. It was originally shown as part of the re-release of The Rescuers, which it is so funny that like Disney was known for doing these re-releases and now where 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 are re-releases at? Yeah. Like, when's the last time that, like, I wouldn't mind seeing the rescuers in theaters. Like, oh my God, that'd be awesome. Yeah, they used yeah. to, like, pull things out of the vaults or whatever. Yes. And then instead of, like, yeah, now they just, they just slap on some new special features and give us a new DVD, you know, all that good stuff. But no, like, put it in theaters. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see, yeah, these Disney movies I grew up with on the big screen. Oh no, we got you covered. We're we're doing live action remakes. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. That's not what we want. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's not what I said. I. 
I would <laughs> love so much if they would do like a Lion King drop in the theater. Dude, I'm saying. Wouldn't that be fabulous? Well, that and, just, and like Aladdin. And it just from I'm. I mean, I'm not a businessman, but I'm just saying, it wouldn't make you a ton of money. Maybe not as much as doing these stupid re-releases, but I don't know, man. I think it would. I don't know. I think it would make a difference. I think you'd get a nice chunk of change from it. Um, Especially since they're not having to actually recreate anything; they're just paying yeah, like the royalties exactly. or whatever. That's where. Yeah, that's true. That's where. And I you know what? Where if like, they re-released the '90s movies, us millennials. It's like crack to us. Like we fucking, we're so nostalgic. We love this shit. We would all pay for it. Exactly. So and yeah, charge the regular so price. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't even care. It's like <laughs> we're just adding just, to that stereotype. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Yeah. Just don't do the don't do the like concert event thing where it's just like no oh but it's a special event so y'all are gonna pay twenty two dollars for these tickets right it's like ah. Uh, I was no. like so shocked by that. I was like, really? Yeah. Come on. That feels ridiculous. Extreme. Um, all right, let's get into this. Let me tell you a little something about Mickey's Christmas Carol. Let's do it. Mickey Mouse and a cast of other familiar Disney characters come together to tell the classic Christmas story by Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, in which a miserable miser named Ebenezer Scrooge is given the opportunity to change his tragic fate of dying alone and unloved by forcing him to revisit memories of the past, embracing the moment of the present, and always striving for a brighter future, all with the help of some interesting ghosts of the holiday season. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's good. what it's about. That's that what, it's, what about. it's about. Oh, a yeah. Christmas carol. One of my favorite Christmas stories, like Casey, I think you know this. I did, uh, I put on my own version of a Christmas Carol. I just took it upon myself to put on a play version when I was in fifth grade. Casey was involved. She played the Ghost of Christmas Past, and a lot of the dialogue, a lot of everything, was taken from this special. Like, yeah, because it's the one I knew the most. And at fourth grade, like you know, like that's just easy. Yeah. Absolutely. That was like such a production. It was so fun. Was I really fun. like want to find that home video. It exists Me too. somewhere. That would be I so fun see. to watch. Love it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But this was a classic that showed on the rescuers. I wish I could have seen that. I would love to see this on the big screen too. Um, it would be but... awesome. Yeah got a great song that puts you right in the mood animation still holds up we got familiar disney characters i don't know it's just a joy it puts you i can't go christmas without seeing it i don't think me too oh my gosh maybe i'll set up i have a 4k projector maybe i'll set it oh, up yeah. on christmas and we can watch it so it's only hey. 26 minutes it's not mm -hmm. quite the same as the movie theater but it's pretty good oh it's pretty close Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, I also have to watch this every single year. Um, it's definitely one of the ones that we grew up with. It's probably like the most easy to digest version of A Christmas Carol. Uh, because While it's still like being pretty faithful. Pretty dang faithful. 
Um, yeah, I definitely, I love it. It's so cute. It is so cute. The Cliff Notes version of A Christmas Carol for sure. Yes. Um, it is hard to, if only it was longer, because it's hard to include it in favorite versions of A Christmas Carol. Really. Yeah. Like, because you're like, yeah, it is because I watch it a lot, but you know, we also miss a lot of things. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it isn't allowed to get quite as dark as I might like my Christmas Carol to be. Stuff like that. What is that. your Christmas Carol, like your favorite version? Hopping into the Q and A. Speaking I of think, favorites, I think it. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. No. <laughs> And I think I've come to the conclusion that I think it is a Muppet Christmas Carol. I think that's the best answer. It's, it's valid. <laughs> it's va- Damn it, it's valid. No, um, because it is very faithful. Like, I think they even said that, like, so Gonzo plays Charles Dickens in the Muppet version, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, really cool. And actually, I took that element in my version of the Christmas Carol because I did like the idea of like Charles Dickens coming in here and like narrating. And yeah. the more I find out about a Christmas Carol, the more fitting it kind of is because it's like, no, Charles Dickens. So Charles Dickens like would do tours where he read a Christmas Carol to people. Like, again, he Aww. really wanted to be associated with this, like, of. A lot above all of his other work. Well, maybe not above all, but definitely at the time, it's like, okay, no, I want people to get this one. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, I so I like that where it's Charles Dickens narrating all throughout, and it's Gonzo, and I love their relationship. And then, so not only is it a faithful adaptation, so that's half the battle. The other half is you gotta have a solid Scrooge. And yeah. sometimes the Scrooge is pretty weak and the movie is strong, but it's hard to find like, OK, we got a strong Scrooge and a strong movie here. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Michael Caine is just such a good, solid Scrooge that it's like like he could even play it now. Like, that's the funny thing is like that came out how many years ago and he looked old enough to play Scrooge. And it's like he could play it again now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but, but unfortunately, he's retired, but, you know. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Um, but, yeah, this performance. And then a quick, like, strong second, though, would probably be the one with George C. Scott, which that's funny because it's an American playing Scrooge. And, like, this is very much a British, like, institution. Yes. But but when you see George C Scott playing Scrooge you'll see why um and that version is also very nice and dark like they definitely don't have it in this version but the characters of ignorance and want are a big uh kind of spooky part of a christmas carol which they they pop up when christmas present is really kind of laying into scrooge and stuff and they're these true like decrepit human creature like things that come out and like yeah they represent ignorance and want um that's cool and it's very spooky and it scared the crap out of me as a kid and it's interesting because christmas present you so associated him associate him with being like oh he's the joyous like boisterous like big like he is the embodiment of the christmas present but uh in that 
George C. Scott version, he isn't afraid to like get kind of like, you know, get a little mean, get a little like digging in, digging into Scrooge a little bit, like, yeah, reprimanding him for his uh, behavior. And I like that where it's like, yeah, I'm nice and everything. I love Christmas, but also you suck, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the uh, tops. But yeah, I think uh, Muppet Christmas Carol takes the cake. I agree. <coughs> Do you think there can, is such a thing as like too many Christmas Carol retellings? Because like you've got like really high budget ones, you've got cartoon ones, you have Hallmark Channel ones, you have ABC mm. Family telling ones. Like wait, so there are many. Hallmark ones? Ew, I don't want that. Oh, you mean there's like one... the <laughs> where they like modernize it and stuff? <laughs> Like, there's one called The Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, which is literally, it's literally a Christmas carol, but instead of, like, it being told by the three ghosts, it's three ex-girlfriends. Oh, no. It has <laughs> Chad Michael Murray in it, and it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> nice. Ridiculous. But do you think, right. or do you love that, I kind of love that there's, like, so many to choose from, actually. It's, like, the yeah. one thing I don't feel like there's too many well, remakes on. Yeah, it's like Shakespeare in a way where it's just like the story is basic enough, but we still can get behind the messaging. Yeah. So, yeah, why not have a bunch of different people come in here and offer their own spin on spin. it? And uh, sometimes it's a matter of it's like, wait, who's the big name right now? Oh, he can play Scrooge. Well, let's do that because, yeah, it keeps it in the public consciousness. And yeah, no, I think uh, you can't go wrong. There are. So we are definitely like the market is flooded uh it is there's a lot there's so many <laughs> so many but it's also part of the fun though because it's like you know you can like it definitely doesn't dissuade me like if i feel like oh we're oh this is, it's a christmas carol we're oh it's a christmas carol there everybody buckle up um sometimes it can be annoying if it's like really shoehorned in but usually i'm not gonna balk at a good Christmas story or Christmas Carol yeah. story mixed in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. If they remade it right now, do you know who I would want to play Scrooge? Who? Hugh Laurie. Oh, we. Oh, that's funny because we were just talking about him playing Santa. <laughs> I know, and I he came into my head when I was thinking about you know Christmas Carol earlier and I was like man he'd be a good Scrooge because he can play grumpy so well oh yeah and he's old enough now yeah I think we'll I think we'll get that eventually because he's just That'd he's also cool. just gonna keep getting older so uh so he's just he's just only gonna be better and better for the part <laughs> be very cool if Stephen Fry did it with him and he was in there somewhere also because they're like best friends you know that I would lose my shit because I, I don't know. know the last time they've done like a thing together. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, because, be but that was like their first thing. I watched a bit of Fry and Lori. Uh, so much of it went over my head and yet I still laughed my butt off. So good. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I think I do. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because they're very like, yeah, very heady um, and very like playing with language and stuff. I liked it. Yeah, I would like to see Hugh Laurie because I think I've seen a look of his where so I would have him like kind of bald the top and just have a real a long beard 
Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Scrooge, because we don't really get that a lot. Like Scrooge is usually very, it's all about sideburns and stuff. Yeah. You, Laurie, can rock a beard, so I think it'd be cool. Yeah. That would be so cool. Awesome. Uh, If there, uh, should there be a female Scrooge? And if there were, who would you cast? Should there be? I mean, there's no reason why not. Because, again, at the end of the day, the story is, uh, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not based on gender. It's based off of, yeah, mm-hmm. class. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind it. And uh, so thinking about it, I did come up with one casting choice would probably be Miss Dame Judy Dench. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. which she doesn't like. I really like that actress. Um, And uh, I can't really think of like like movies that like she was the lead. Um, yeah. But I know she always like lends uh, awesome gravitas and she's just always good because I love her in the 007 movies. Yeah, she's um, awesome. Got a great voice. And then, yeah, I think she could she does cold and mean really well but i would also believe her coming around in the end and being sweet and uh yeah reformed yeah i love it and then if we went younger Charlize theron oh yeah yeah and like even to the point where it's just like they put her in old age makeup because she's she's the type of actor who it's like yeah i'm cool with that like she doesn't care like she because she knows she like at so at base she already knows like oh I'm hot so it's like yeah sure do do whatever like because that like <laughs> do whatever yeah. you want to me because at the end of the day I'm hot <laughs> hell yeah yeah she would be awesome mm-hmm. also what about you did you have a casting choice <laughs> I think she's still too young but Emma Thompson uh-huh. Emma T- yeah oh absolutely she would be great nailed it absolutely yeah (laughs) she's the first person that came into my head so yeah i love it awesome uh should we do our recast question because this is all i have until we hit favorites oh yeah let's do it recasting so we're recasting uh both of these movies but we'll start with mickey's christmas carol and like it started with just okay we're recasting these things using any of the disney characters from all time periods so that's a lot all disney movies all time periods so that's big and that because i even included like if you wanted to you can get some you know computer generated characters in here if you wanted whatever like i think at this point it would just be really fun to think about it's fun to speculate about at this point it is. It's also like such an overwhelming question. Still fun, but holy shit, there's so many to choose from. And also, if you guys want to send in your your responses hey. to this, you can you DM us on Instagram or email us at movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. I yeah. posted this question on Reddit after answering myself, and I, I posted to a couple of my friends and got some really fun responses. So oh, cool. if you guys want to send us your responses, go for it. Totally. And then also, I limited it a bit, so we're only focusing on three, four, five, about five characters here. Yeah. Um, because I think 
most of these casting choices still work. Like Jiminy Cricket as Ghost from the Christmas Past is fine. Uh, Willie the Giant as Christmas Present is okay. And then uh, Pete as the Ghost of Christmas Future is good, um, as is. But, but I think also there's some of these faces. Like they use a lot of Wind in the Willows, I noticed. And it's like, oh... I never really watched that one. Like the yeah. like the Ichabod and Mr. Crane or whatever. Yeah. I watched Ichabod a lot. I did I I genuinely think I just did not like the Mr. Toad like movie. I just think I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you see them use them a lot. And like Willie the Giant, even it's like, oh, that's good, but I feel like we could have gotten better. So anyway. Uh, with that in mind, we're focusing on Scrooge, Cratchit, Ghosts of Christmas, Past, Present, and Future. Yes. So for me, starting with the casting of Scrooge, so this is tough. Like, that's the toughest of all because, like, well, it's Scrooge McDuck. Like, how do you? So hard. How do you How improve? do you? <laughs> and I was trying really hard not to go to Donald's because he's uh-huh. like. It's too easy. Donald and Grumpy were like the easiest choices. Oh, I wouldn't. I didn't even think of Grumpy. That would have been fine. <laughs> Grumpy <laughs> was my first thought. Great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. I didn't choose him. <laughs> I instead made a chaotic choice. Oh, dear. Well, I went with. So I just went with Mickey. I honestly. Oh, wow. Which was because nowadays, um, like I like that now these Mickey they're do they're back to giving like Mickey and the gang like shorts and like letting them run around. Um I I I'm okay with the animation style. I know some people are not, but I dig the animation style and I just like that they've given Mickey a little bit of edge again and he like Yeah, he, he's sassy. Yes, right. And he de- like he loses, he wins, like you know, he gets frustrated, like you know, he's got levels as opposed to just being the hero all yeah. the time. Yeah, I think it would be fun to see like with that in mind, like, yeah, see Mickey actually act like. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's Mickey, but oh, he's so mean. It's like, yeah, I know. But, you know, he's acting. Yeah. So that was my Scrooge choice. Who did you pick for Scrooge? So I ended up because I was like, I got in my head a lot about the aging (laughs) thing. And I was Uh. like. (laughs) thinking about elderly character or older characters and i landed sure. on king triton oh wow right. so again i'm going really chaotic because none of my other characters <laughs> go underwater um <laughs> okay so we established at the beginning that ariel's been missing dad <laughs> so she gives him legs I think another character story, I guess, that could story. work, uh, but he's much younger, would be Woody. Because oh, Woody wow. is actually, yeah, like, a pretty Gus. cranky. <laughs> he's pretty cranky. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I think, let's, yeah. I think going character-wise is the best way to go anytime. So I yeah. think, yeah, Woody is a good choice. Triton I like, too, though, because that's bold. He, and he is. <laughs> really really cranky he's like he likes to yell well and he hates people so it fits (laughs) he really hates people and i think he's pretty rich yeah (laughs) Yeah. all right and then ebenezer scrooge's assistant cratchit who was played by mickey and mickey did a great job like yeah that Mm -hmm. makes sense love that 
Um, I went with Goofy. Love that. Yeah. I think you are really sticking works. towards more original characters. Here I go. I know. I, I, I did. I, I didn't want to, actually, because that was, I guess, one of the rules that I had. It's like, well, trying to get the core four in here somehow. All right. Oh, well, I guess they're called the Super Six or some whatever. Oh, called. I love that. <laughs> I don't think any of them are in mine. Uh, nice. I went I like it. with Aladdin. Whoa. Assisting King Triton. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, chaotic choices. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that Aladdin would actually make one jump. Great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's turned into a musical. He would be a good uh, Cratchit. Oh, and then Jasmine would play like Mrs. Cratchit if we went there. Like that's pretty good. And Babu could be Tiny Tim. I know that we didn't. Awesome. All right. So moving on to the ghosts. Um, yeah. Starting with the ghost of Christmas past. I Yeah, mine is very loaded with the core four because I did pick Minnie Mouse for the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that would be good. I picked Hector from Coco. Whoa. Wow, you're just going nuts. I love that. Yeah, so we're all over the timelines. So yes. Hector reasoning um well honestly he's the first person i thought of when i thought of ghosts um got it because toko is like so in the realm of death and i think that Mm -hmm. he does a good job of trying to like show past mistakes and stuff in that movie um and i feel like he would be good beautiful i dig that and uh oh that's cool because yeah we could get him like in his uh skeleton form yeah I dig that because I also think it makes me think that he'd also made a good like Jacob Marley, too. Yeah, he would have been if we were casting Jacob Marley, he would have been really good for Jacob Marley. Totes. Well, uh, yeah, but the actually so the only stickler part is so this is the problem with Jacob Marley is and kind of the problem with casting Goofy as Jacob Marley, in my opinion, is, uh, yeah, I don't you don't buy the fact that he was once a as mean as like Scrooge. Like that's the only problem. That's true. Yeah. Um, now granted like Goofy again, like Goofy, like all of the Disney core fours, like they went through their period of kind of, they had some edge to them in their shorts back in the day and stuff. Yes. And uh, Goofy was same way. Like he, like I loved the, the era of time where they had Goofy play a character called uh, George Geef. And they oh, would yeah. have him play like the the everyman uh, suburban dad stuff, and they would just show him in different scenarios. Um, and in those, a lot of the time he would be pretty, yeah, he would get angry. And like, I think at one point they, I mean, I think he was like addicted to gambling and <laughs> they would cover right. some pretty dark territory. But anyway, so that's the only problem with that. And like, so same with Hector, where it's just like, oh, I don't believe him like being like a swindler of the poor and all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he is more fitting for Ghosts of Christmas Past. But yeah, yeah. I like that. And and if it was Ghost of, well, if he was Jacob Marley, it would also mean that he was partners with King Triton. So <laughs> <laughs> chaotic. <laughs> Moving on to Ghost of Christmas Present, I went with, so I kind of had two that came to mind. 
Um, so this actually, before they did the animated version of this, this started as an album. Or, mm. yeah, as a little short album where they told the story using the characters and people just provided voices. Love that. And now in that version, the Ghost of Christmas Past was played by Merlin. Mm, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, That's cool. And then the Ghost of Christmas Present, I think, stayed the same, though. Um, but the two choices I came up with were Baloo the Bear, which is ultimately what I went with. And then, uh, or, like, the genie from Aladdin would have been great, but, you know, we we do not have a certain voice, and it just wouldn't feel right if he was not providing that voice, so. I also did put genie down as one of my options, because he would be so good. Right. I ultimately went with somebody who's a little more chill, but could bring a really good flair, and that's Elsa. This is interesting because, yeah, going female, no reason why not. And then very interesting because she's so introverted and you're having Elsa play this character who is supposed to be the embodiment of the Christmas spirit. Yes. Um, but she does have snow and that is a big part of Christmas. She has snow. <laughs> and I think, you know, by the end of the first movie, like, she's really come out of her shell. She's really, yeah. like, accepting herself and accepting other people into her life. Mm-hmm. I think she could be good. Yeah. No, and I do like that because this would be, like, post-Frozen Elsa, where it's just like, hey, yes. yo, I used to be like you, but listen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cold doesn't bother me anyway, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> But if I would have had Dory on here, that would have really matched. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't even Dory think of would any be a of... of Christmas present. I guess, huh? She for sure would be. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yes, so. I didn't. She didn't even cross my mind. But with my Triton thing, she would have been good. Yeah, you might have to come up with a version where it's all undersea characters. Oh, that well, could be so fun. I guess you could do that because Disney's kind of done a few at this point. I guess. For sure. Yeah. All right, and now we finally arrive at the Ghost of Christmas Future, the one who's supposed to kind of scare you a little bit, and they did yes. a good job in this Mickey's Christmas Carol because, yeah, yeah, Pete scared the crap out of me. He was spooky. The richest man in the cemetery. <laughs> God. Yeah. Back when he was still cigar chomping. He doesn't chomp cigars anymore, folks. <laughs> no, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> So, okay, but I went with, and I think this is who it was in the album version, and it was the right way to go, the evil queen from Snow White. Ooh. And, uh, I would do the crone version, though, not the, not the you know, more pretty. Um, oh, version. yeah, for sure. The older, the... punched over. Yes, yeah. 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 She's a good choice. I went with. Mm-hmm. Stick with me here. <laughs> oh my God. I'll tell you who I didn't go with, and I maybe should have because he might have been a better choice. This was one my friend said, but this was after I wrote my answers down, and I don't like to copy people. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he said Jafar, which I think is brilliant. Great. Really good. Excellent mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. from friend yeah. of the show, Scott. I went with Rafiki. My God, Casey, what are you doing? He's not even an evil character. He's not, okay. but right. he has like a scary like element to him. He could be fucking scary. 
Are you the ghost of Christmas future? You follow old Rafiki. He knows the way. <laughs> Which is kind of fitting for the ghost of Christmas future, where it's like, no, follow me, man. Nope, follow me. Nope, we're, go- nope, we're going. Plus he has this little stick thing that he can pop you with. Um, <laughs> and point with, and point with, you know, Christmas future loves to point. <laughs> yes. So basically, Good God. I'm just picturing something like with no parameters, this is what you get. That's what we learned. <laughs> Good God. Um, I can just see like, yeah, the darkness of the, the fog looming in and you just hear in the background, some this odd squash banana, boom, da doom, da doom, some this odd squash banana, boom, da doom, da doom, da doom. What is that? Wow. See, and again, like, like Rafiki almost fits with Christmas present too. Oh my God. What a bonkers cast. I'm saying. I love it. I know. <laughs> well, there's our recasting. I, one movie is far more interesting than the other. <laughs> one is probably a lot better than the other, though. <laughs> Yours is Subjective. probably a lot more watchable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, what do you say we get to? Well, I kind of took your. Well, let's oh, yeah. get to favorite questions. <laughs> Making you do it. Oh, I have to favorites. It's me. No. <laughs> oh, favorites. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, you uh, asked favorite, me the favorite question. Uh, who's your favorite voice actor? Is that how we're doing it? Favorite performance. Well, favorite favorite performance. voice actor. Yeah. Uh, Alan Young, who plays Scrooge, and I do think that Alan Young was such a good voice. He is the voice of Scrooge. David Tennant is doing his best now with the new DuckTales and everything, but, you know, it's just not going to be able to top Alan Young. Yeah. And then Clarence Nash would be my honorable mention. This was the final time he provided the voice for Donald Duck. So. Oh, that's nice. And uh, to me, that is like, we've had some really good, There's, I don't think there's a bad Donald voice that we've had through the years. Uh, right. But um, I do think Clarence Nash, the OG, kind of I, I think he is who I think of when it comes to being the voice of Donald. Agreed. Me too. Yeah. Love that. Um, Favorite scene. I think it's the intro to the Ghost of Christmas Present because we get these awesome images of this fucking food. Like what? Oh, yeah. Eat all of it. Um, yeah, I know. They do make it so appetizing. <laughs> yeah, I really like that sequence. Um, it's really positive and yeah, it's a good time. Awesome. And favorite quote? <laughs> and don't forget the chocolate pot roast with Smith Smash you. With Smith Smash you. Uh, with Smith uh, With yogurt. <laughs> excellent excellent job it took me forever like and on a whole journey trying to find out what that guy was talking about it's like what the fuck is smith smashio like pistachio pudding i think pistachio and that but that but the whole the whole line is bonkers it is wild don't forget the chocolate pot roast so you're like wait chocolate pot roast it's like apparently this was a thing 
like gross. Yeah, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> Me neither. No. And they would use pistachios to season it with, so that's where the pistachio. And, but I don't get where yogurt comes from, though. Like. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like pistachio pudding. Right, but. And then he calls it yogurt. They're just not the same thing. Where because yeah. like, don't forget to put pistachios. Well, if you don't have pistachios, use yogurt. <laughs> weird. Like what? It's anyway, so weird. I just love that line. So yeah. Love it. It's so good. Awesome. And would you uh what would you rate it out of five stars? I mean, this is a five star. Yeah. Like, can't much improve it. Like if anything, you just want it to be longer. I know. Yeah. Me too. And uh would you rewatch and recommend? Yes. Obviously. Obviously. I do like the idea of rebooting it, but at the same time, I think you just kind of have to leave this one alone also. Yeah. I think we would we would all be there for when they announce, like, and they probably will announce very soon. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's like, oh, we got a new Mickey, Mickey's Christmas Carol remix uh, <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. Hosted by CeeLo Green. No, just kidding. <laughs> He's not <really laughs> popular anymore. Um <laughs> or ever was no um um but yeah uh so reboot it i wouldn't say no but at the same time i think it's perfect and needs to be left alone i agree totally awesome one down and one to go i'm gonna tell you about the nutcracker prince do it Clara dreams of traveling with the Grand Ballet, but she's at the age where she's not a child. She's not a grown-up. She's somewhere right in between. 16 years old. She's not a child. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Yes. King Triton. We're full circle. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) During the family's Christmas party, Uncle Drosimir tells her uh, he's not her real uncle, people, just so you know. Friend of the family. Uh, tells her about a young man who saved a princess trapped under the spell of the Rat Queen. When when he saves her, the Rat Queen then puts him under a spell that turns him into a Nutcracker doll. Drosimir gives Clara the Nutcracker to her. And oh, sorry. Uh, Drosimir gives Clara the Nutcracker, and to her astonishment, he comes to life. He brings her to his dream world, and she must decide if she wants to stay or go home. Should I stay or should I go now? Yes. Where was that song? <laughs> he, Just kidding. Yeah, that Tchaikovsky, would have been and then wild <laughs> chaos. <Heck yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> Nutcracker. So Nutcracker. this is one uh, a little a slightly less uh, Christmassy than Christmas Carol, but it definitely is set at like we said uh, in the beginning. I think it's at a Christmas party, so there's that this, going yeah. on. Um, yeah, the Nutcracker. So this is a favorite of yours, just like culturally speaking. You just you you I dig love- Nutcrackers. I love nutcrackers. I think they're so beautiful. Uh, when we were in Germany, I got to see so many of them. I mm. I associate them with German culture. Yeah. Um, we have like a little German town in Washington that has an entire museum that's just dedicated to nutcrackers, which is a really, really cool place. 
Um, highly recommend checking it out if you ever go to Leavenworth. Sounds um, very creepy, but no, if you like Nutcrackers, for sure. It's creepy and amazing. It's all <laughs> of the things. Um, That's German for I you. Actually, they love that creepy shit. They sure do. <laughs> I actually remember this version also. I did watch it as a child, you for did. sure. God, yes. This keeps happening. Uh, I started it and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this for sure. I recognize Clara's voice. Like, I right. knew the story. I mean, obviously, it's based on a story we all know. Um, <laughs> right. But I definitely rem- remember, like, certain scenes, like, when they're in the the water, like, in Dreamland, you know. I There were certain things I for sure remembered. I just haven't seen it in a really long time. Right. Uh, but I love Nutcrackers, and I love the story of the Nutcracker. I love... So was it the story first, and then you loved Nutcrackers, or you just found yourself liking the look of Nutcrackers and then found out there was a story or something? I honestly don't know which came first. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mom always would give me Nutcrackers on Christmas. Like, yeah. I had a bunch of little Nutcrackers when I was a small child, and I loved dolls a lot, too. Um, and they're just like these not as fun to play with dolls. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, and not to be played with like dolls, I guess. Like, yeah, they really have not, they're more like decorative and they do have that function where it's like, yeah, some of them do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I don't know which came first. I also have always really loved dance like a lot, yeah, so maybe I did see like a version of the Nutcracker with the ballet and the doll. And I thought, oh my God, I love this. Maybe yeah. that's what happened. I don't really remember though, but I definitely, I've seen a lot of versions of the Nutcracker over the years. I have Nutcrackers. I've got like a three foot Nutcracker by my door right now. Okay. Um, I've gone a- and seen it live, which I yeah. love. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, really great. Nothing like seeing it with the live orchestra. Like, yeah really cool do they do it any other way like do they do it where it's just like all right we're just gonna push the button folks enjoy like (laughs) probably and it's probably awful (laughs) i only would see it because well i do know that they actually have nights where it says the tickets are cheaper and then there are other nights where it says live orchestra and the tickets are more i see like for the love of god people just pay for the extra (laughs) because like having the live orchestra there is really special special for sure now do you have a favorite nutcracker that you own probably my tall guy that's by the door and then just kind of like what's the style or like uh color scheme i guess like um he's got like chestnut colored hair he's Uh got a nice tall hat on with a feather he's in a really nice rich green that kind of matches my wall actually Uh, and he's got a drum and drumsticks okay there we go Got red velvet pants on got it i was wondering because when it comes to nutcrackers yeah you can accessorize like some of them have theme like because there's like nutcracker versions of maybe i don't know so nutcracker uh captain america nutcracker iron man (laughs) like like you can do so much with it you know um yeah where, yeah, like I've seen like Nutcrackers that are very much like Santa inspired. Those are always cute. Yeah, um, they are so cute. And I love the generic. Like, yeah. What's I really love like the like German ones, the ones from France, like that you can tell are like culturally inspired. Yes. I always 
I never know what to buy when I'm in other countries, but I think going forward, I'm going to try to get an ornament or a nutcracker, like a little nutcracker from every country we visit. So it'll be one or the other, but one or the other. Yeah, because then around Christmas time, yeah, you'll have, yeah, your travels represented on your tree. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to try to do that going forward, I think. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Nutcrackers. Um, uh, so digging into some of these cues, uh, do you have so it's a ballet, which means lots of music. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite song from the Nutcracker play? Um, I think it's the Waltz of the Flowers. Waltz of the Flowers, and that's the one that goes. Da-na-na-na. Oh, are you gonna play it here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Not anymore, though. <laughs> oh god, hot mess over here. Yeah, da na 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 na. Um, which makes me think of the rascals. Uh, oh. Or no, our little rascals. God, little do you rascals. remember that part? That I forgot. Like they do that whole stupid sequence there where they're putting on the nutcracker play i actually uh, i need to watch that movie i haven't watched it in so many years i wonder if it holds up <laughs> i wonder also i do think i watched it a few years ago something like that and it relatively holds up but it's also uh it's it's a nostalgia trip if anything it's like oh yeah, yeah. this is the 90s baby oh yeah um God bless that director, though, because there's a whole blooper reel afterwards where it just shows like they're acting like these are bloopers. But really, it's just showing you it's like, no, look, kids are fucking hard to work with on movie sets. OK, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think it's like action kid. What's my line? It's like, no, you fucking you fucking you fucking know <laughs> yeah. what your line is. You just want fucking attention right now. God damn it. Ugh. Well, sweetie, your line is. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I do love that one. I think for me, damn it, I was supposed to look it up. But there's this whole sequence where in the Nutcracker Ballet, they go to, I, th- I think it's called. Okay, so in this animated movie, they made it like the Land of the Dolls. But yeah. I want to say in the play, it was like, it actually has a different name. Might have been like the sugar, the realm of the sugar plum fairy or something like that. But anyway, when they go there, they, uh, I love, I feel like any kid actors who play uh, the Nutcracker Prince. And so in the play, I don't feel like her name is Clara, though. I think it's Maria. Um, mm. or Marie. Yeah, Marie. 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 So they get to sit. So for Act One, like those actors are pretty active, but then in Act Two, they get to sit for the, <laughs> they get to sit for the whole thing. Um, and they have other people perform for them, and that's where you get like the candy cane dance. Yeah. So you get that one, and then also. Yeah, so good. 
which I think is um, tea or chai tea or something like that. And then coffee is the one I really like, which is where it's, I think it's supposed to be a woman from like the Middle East or something. So it's like mm-hmm. a little more, uh, the lighting dims and it's a lot more slow and seductive. And uh, she also has like these, I keep saying bells, but they're like chimes. Like, yeah, chimes where she like slaps them together every now and then to provide a bell sound. And it's really cool. So yeah, I don't know the name of it, but I think it's coffee. Um, it is coffee. I looked it up. It is coffee. Perfect. Um, so yeah. Uh, awesome songs. Uh, it's just like really at the end good. of the day, like that's why, you know, you hear say, like, oh, a ballet boring. It's like, I hear that, but also it's the Nutcracker. It's got a bunch of bangers. So I don't mind sitting down and just listening to this awesome music. I agree. Totally. And I love dancing so much. I'm always like amazed at what the human body can do and like what kind of stories it can tell. Like in the ballet, they don't really talk, you know? Yeah, true. So you're just like, it's, yeah, it's just music and, and dancing and they tell you an entire story that's so incredible yeah i love it um what is it about nutcrackers i just think they're so cute and charming personally there's something so classic about it too you know Mm -hmm. like they're so classy and I mean, some of them sure can be tacky, but a lot of them just have like this old world feel. There's mm-hmm. something special about like seeing something that looks like it was made by hand instead of by a machine. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, machine manufactured nutcrackers. I don't want that. No, but so much stuff is made from machines and in factories now and stuff. And there's something like fun about nutcrackers where you're like, each one is a little different. Each one is its own thing. It's kind of unique. God, I would love to have some nerdy nutcrackers. Like it would be cool. Like, uh, I don't know. Like there's like 13, 14 versions of Dr. Who at this point, I would love to have a nutcracker for each one. Hell yeah. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) That'd be really cool um awesome okay so this story like getting more into this movie specifically the nutcracker prince so you're pretty familiar with the nutcracker story you said so how does this one deviate from the one you might be more familiar with this one's just like a lot more kid-friendly i think right 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 more digestible a little more silly like it it, i feel like it deviates deviates hard like that whole like the whole backstory for Drosselmeyer and his nephew like that ain't in the play oh wild that is so wild that was such a bizarre story I really dig that because it's also animated a little different you know and uh it is it was more silly that cringe though every time the teeth break oh yeah yeah I hear that like yes it's hard to watch yeah Oh God! And the fact that, and what what saved it all was the fact that Hans had a had a ponytail that made all the difference. So um, funny, so <laughs> funny, so silly, very kid friendly, very kid friendly. Very silly. It reminded me very. It 
I got like Tiny Toons or Animaniacs vibes. Totally. Uh, from, from that sequence. Um, and you even have fucking Phyllis Diller in the house. Oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> hey, lady, give me some of that cheese. Like, I, <laughs> I, I think I remember like saying that as a kid, like just that being one of the line deliveries that you latch onto as a kid. And she's like, hey, mom, give me some of that cheese. Hey. Yeah, she's got, she's great. She's so great. So good. Short, too short, but I liked yes. all of the lines that she had. Yeah, too true. Like, that's true. I almost would have, like, just stuck with her the whole time. Like, just kept it. She's way better than the Rat King. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah which. Yeah, that guy. Okay, I'm bringing it up. Yeah, that or mouse actor. King. Yeah, Mouse King. He seemed, he felt kind of the most out of place where it's like, I'm not sure how I feel about him. Cause on the one hand, he's, it's kind of like a nice grotesque and like annoying and like villainous voice, but it's also not as intimidating as I might like my Mouse King to be. He seems more like just like a snotty, annoying, like brat. Yes. I would agree with that. I think that it's just so preposterous that he's so upset about his tail and that he's going to like, Rule the world because of his tail. Um, that was a big motivator. <laughs> such a motivator. Yeah. Yeah. So silly. Uh, yeah, his guy... voice, though, it's not it, I don't think. Yeah, right. Okay. I I was wondering. I was like, I cast sometimes... somebody really different in my it... version. Because this voice actor, yeah, he just really went for the nah, digging and gnarling. It almost feels like Roger Klotz from Doug is in the house. Like yeah, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like what, I like I feel like mildly bullied, but I'm not like intimidated by you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like oh sweet. Like let's say oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. I do. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Like because I kept thinking about that every time he spoke up. <laughs> Where it's just like oh we got Kiefer. Oh awesome. Oh even Clara's got kind of a good boys. Yeah. Great. Um, and then this guy. <laughs> yes. So, uh, oh, yeah, this was just a fun idea I had. So we we already talked about how these are slightly off Christmas Christmas movies. And one more that I would think of to include here, and we might have to address it next next season, honestly, uh, maybe just do two versions of this, um, is Babes in Toyland. Oh, yeah which there's been a lot of versions of it. And it's like, it's something that we associate with Christmas, but for, for a weird reason, I think, because like, well, how Christmassy is it really? <laughs> um, yeah. So I was wondering if we could just kind of rank these uh, familiar Christmas stories by Christmassiness, but, uh, and the three being a Christmas Carol, the Nutcracker and Babes in Toyland. So how would you rank those in terms of Christmas, Christmassy? So from least Christmassy to most Christmassy. Well, probably least would be the Nutcracker, honestly. Wow, really? Nutcracker. Okay. Uh, but uh, all right. You don't think so? Um, I would probably put Babes in Toyland. Okay, but I, think I haven't for seen Babes reasons. in Toyland so, in you... so long. Yeah, I was going to say Christmas Carol does feel like the most Christmassy, probably. So yes. Babes in Toyland probably would land in the middle for me. But it's been a long time since I watched it. So sure. 
I could flip flop those two. Um, but yeah, I think Christmas Carol could absolutely you could remove Christmas element, but it does have the like, oh, you learned a life lesson like some of the other Christmas movies you do too. So totes. Yeah, and to me, Babes in Toyland just it like I don't even feel like it's set around, or it must be. I think, again, like, that's how they get away with it. It's like, oh, we're having this adventure, and also, oh, yeah, it's Christmas, everybody. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Where it's like, Sound of Music was the same way, where it's like, and we even get, and we even have a song now that's associated with Christmas for whatever reason. And I kind of get it, because, yes, because it is like listing things, so you could kind of be like, oh, it's like a Christmas list. And it mentions uh, it mentions snow, I think. So right, but I don't know. But not really a Christmas song to me. Um, it's definitely it's not, not a Christmas movie. <laughs> agreed. It feels like a movie that would come out on Christmas for you to go see. There you go. But it yeah. doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. That's true. Yeah, I feel right. You. Um, perfect. So yeah, that's all I really got. Hell yeah. Okay, so now it's time for favorite questions. Favorites. Favorite performance slash character. <laughs> favorite performance slash character. Um, for me that would be. Uh, I think Phyllis Diller does have the best voice. Awesome. Uh, she has like such flair. She, like I said, she's in a too short though. Yes, true. Um, wanted more. And I think for me, Kiefer Sutherland is like my my honorable mention. I love him so much. I don't think there's much he could do that is wrong in my book. And he's and it got was such young a nice, Kiefer too. Yeah, he's got such a nice soft voice. Um, I do think the girl that has the voice for Clara is good, but I do feel like it's like a middle aged woman doing the voice <laughs> nice. of a child. Do you oh, know I what see. I mean? Even yeah, though I yeah. don't think she was middle aged when she did this. Right. Um, I got you. she's just got an older voice. And so mm. I don't know that I love that. Apparently that actor, her big uh, claim to fame was she was Anne from like Anne of Green Gables, like in a lot of versions of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah. Um, so, I thought that feel was like cool. I know her from something else, too, actually, but I don't know. Oh, really? Off the top of my head. Oh, now. uh. What do you think about adding <laughs> lyrics to the famous like da 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 da? I don't, I don't love it. Yep, me neither. <laughs> Good, I don't yeah. love it as a grown up, yeah. especially. I think as right. a kid, it does make it more accessible, yeah, but sure. um, as a grown up, it's like, what are you doing? Just, yeah, just shut up. Like, <laughs> let me listen to this music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So uh, that was your runner-up. Favorite scene? Uh, I love the scene when they... Well, I, I have two favorite scenes. From this movie, this version, I love when they go into the Toyland, Dreamland place. Like, I think that's so sweet, and it's very nostalgic for me. I really remembered that part of the movie. So when I was watching yeah, it, I yeah. had, like, warm feels. Mm -hmm. Um but my favorite scene in all of the Nutcrackers usually is the Christmas scene when they're opening their gifts and she gets the Nutcracker and she hugs it to her chest Aww. and she spins. Yeah. Like, that's really lovely. I love that scene. Aww. Very cute. 
That's true. That it because the thing about a ballet is like you're gonna have the, like they do the same movements. Like that's the yes. thing. It's like yeah. Yeah, so she, like, gets the nutcracker, she holds it out, and then she, like, hugs it to her, and she spins, Cradles, and it's so yeah. sweet. Yeah, I love right. it. Yeah, this deviates a lot, because we don't, we don't get any, we don't even get the sugar plum fairy. No, we sure don't. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, we didn't even mention that earlier, but yeah, like, we don't get the sugar plum fairies. Kind of a big part of the nutcracker ballet. Huge huge like a reason a for people, people going like yes people like, dress up as sugar plum berries to go uh like in ballet it is a coveted like role like right yes like, yes like, so yeah fucking Real bizarre and weird missed opportunity yeah and same with uh i forget the character's name but it's the lady who has all of the kids that like yeah come yeah. out from underneath her dress and shit which that is also extremely like yeah it's a big part of it and always such a, a bizarre part, part too because it's just like what are we uh what is, <laughs> what's, what's going on what's uh what, yeah. what is this <laughs> yeah and but it's one of those things where it's just like no you're having fun right kids like i am <laughs> but <laughs> i'm also questioning a yes. lot of things <laughs> yes um awesome and then so favorite line of dialogue this will be good i really love clara's delivery when she said i could never live off lemonade and candy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it it's a pleasant thought but i couldn't do this and on, that whole part actually is very dark to me so dark yeah <laughs> yeah it's like like oh like because because this is the point where this is supposed to be like the good moment where she's like no i'm realizing now you know no i've got to move on but they're treating it it's like yeah like it's very sad but yeah. i kind of like that yeah me too it does set it apart a little bit yeah it's darker and the, like what's so sad is like yeah the nutcracker prince is transforming the whole time like calling out to clara and oh god Brutal. Brutal. Um, awesome. So, Casey, this is so you have seen this though, but this is probably a big refresher. So after this big refresh, how many stars are you giving the Nutcracker Prince? I'm gonna give it a four because I really had fun. Solid. It's good. I think it's the good. animation I is great. Fun. It's nostalgic. Um, yeah, I, I, I a lot of it. Yeah. They utilize a lot of the music, which thank God, like I'm glad to see in a Nutcracker goodness, movie. Yes. Um, pretty like uh reasonable runtime too. Like it's not too yeah, long. It goes by fast. Yeah, I I think that's good. I quite enjoyed it. Like I don't mind including it in the rotation a bit. And actually, yeah, Ooh. that's a good follow up question. Would you include this in your like Christmas movie rotation or not so much? Why not? I think so. Yeah. It's fun. Honestly, the only thing is, it's also something that maybe I could watch year-round. Like, you know. It is, because there's just one very small Christmas scene in it. So yeah. it could be put on any time. Similar to, like, it kind of gives me Anastasia vibes, where it's like, I love watching Anastasia around Christmas time, but it doesn't hurt to not. I could watch it in the middle of summer, too, and it wouldn't. Yeah. 
But, yeah. oh, man, I kind of want to watch Anastasia now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I do have a Once Upon a December on my Christmas song oh, list, even though it's yes. not, I wouldn't, I mean, it's not technically a Christmas song, but it's December, like, you know, it's, it's Yeah, it works. I'm going to put it on mine, too. That's fun. Yeah. And I listened to a few different versions before landing on the original version. Yeah. <laughs> good, good choice. I was yeah, a little worried. <laughs> Because uh, Pen- Pentatonix even did a decent version, but yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. So, okay. And then Casey, so we kind of actually uh, uh, went past it, but uh, let's recast this bad boy with a uh, different yeah. voice cast, though. Uh, yeah. Because we're going we're gonna to keep the same characters, but just different voice talent. And we're only focusing on four core <laughs> characters here. And that was the Nutcracker, Clara, and the Mouse King and the Mouse Queen. So, yes. Casey, starting with, let's, uh, yeah, let's start with the Nutcracker, though. Who are you thinking? All right. I I picked Benedict Cumberbatch. Jacob, oh, I just blew Jacob's mind. <laughs> so I want everyone to know that while my other choices were really chaotic and questionable, this, I feel like, would be solid. The cast yeah, I have here like is good. Married to it. Yeah. Yes. Good God, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, he would also work totally well as Mouse King. I think you're going to like my Mouse King choice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So for my Nutcracker, I did cast Tom Holland. Oh, he would be so good. Yeah, nice, sweet-voiced little bastard. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving, moving on to Clara. Uh, Clara, I chose Mandy Moore. Um, Mandy Moore? Wait a second. I haven't heard that in a while. Totally fitting, though. Super fitting. She actually voiced uh, Rapunzel in the Disney's, like, Tangled. There you go. Um, She does really good work as a voice actress. Hmm. Solid. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, All right. Mouse King. Wait, who did you pick? Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I did go. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, I love that. Yeah, went a little so younger, good. and we also got two Brits in the love house. Love that. So, like, because because it is supposed to be set in Russia, right? So right. Um, so so don't cast Russians. No, I so. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but it's like that thing they do in movies where it's like, oh, it's in Russia. Give everybody a generic British voice. Everybody a British voice. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. All right. And then moving on to Mouse King. I picked Mark Hamill. Oh, shit. The Joker <laughs> and Luke Skywalker. He would own that. He would be so, so good. good. Because you even thought you even thought character wise like character actor not like some name like no you chose someone who's actually gonna act it yeah yes i love that that's me too god damn it i need this movie now (laughs) so i recently heard robert pattinson providing a voice in the boy and the heron and he's doing some crazy shit this robert pattinson guy um, he's showing us that he can like act, like wow. And like, yeah, Casey, have you heard his 
boy in the heron clip? No, but uh, one of my BFFs, Jeremy, friend of the show, Jeremy, went and saw it yesterday. Ooh, nice. And he recommended it. He said he wishes it was a half hour longer, Damn. which is really interesting since it's two Very hours. Um, but he really enjoyed it. So with his stamp oh, of I'm approval, stoked. I'm going to go check it out. Um, I didn't even know that Robert Pattinson provided any of the voice work. So so I saw him associated with the voice cast. And I was like, oh, he's probably going to be like the main boy or something like that. And then found out it's like, because he was on there with like Willem Dafoe. And I was oh, like, oh, Willem yeah. Dafoe is going to be the Heron. Like, you know. Um, right. And no, Robert Pattinson as the Heron. I was like, what the fuck? That is crazy. But that keeps happening with Robert Pattinson these days where it's like, wow. oh, we're casting the Batman. Robert Pattinson. I was like, oh, no, what? And then blows my mind. Like Robert Pattinson is like, like he just keeps yeah blowing my mind. So, yeah. What I like love about his glow up is that, you know, people mock him and dismiss <laughs> him because of Twilight. Yep. But like nobody hates Twilight more than Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like even while they were filming them, the hatred he had <laughs> for these movies, it's unmatched and I really enjoy it. Um <laughs> So I, I love that he is like having such a moment right now and that he's showing off like his ability mm -hmm. in such a great way. <laughs> Agreed. And finally, ending with the best character who, well, isn't even in the play, in the ballet, uh, <laughs> the Mouse Queen. Casey, who did you come up with? So I picked somebody who I, I really love her voice and she has, uh, she does character acting. Her name's Alex Borstein. Oh, from uh, Family Guy? <laughs> well, you know her from Family awesome. Guy. I know her from like Marvelous Mrs. Mrs. Hazel, Mad yeah. TV, Gilmore Girls. But yes, she's also in Family Guy. Um, perfect, I think that actually. she would be really good. Yeah. She is. She kind of is the new. She kind of is the new Phyllis Diller. Like, yeah. just, what, like voice actor wise, I think. Just, yes. She, she's got a distinctive voice. Um, she does. Comedy wise, they're very different. But yeah. Yeah um amazing um i i just noticed i did, <laughs> was not able to come up with a mouse queen it's fine yeah no it's fine so awesome i loved the recasting that was a lot of fun that was so fun so now with two movies out of the way it's time to make our movie christmas c connections yeah chess pawns clock matches all physical objects man-made Small in size, light in weight. That's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. All right, Casey, what do you got? Not as many as I thought I would. I'm not going to lie to you. Um. All right, well... Both are, obviously, they're both Christmas movies. Sort of. Sort yeah. of. Exactly. I put the same thing. Yeah. Both are, yeah, kind of Christmas movies. Uh, both are animated. Yes. Uh, both are retelling <laughs> of classics. Yeah, but true. Oh, yeah. Uh, both have main characters that are magically whisked away. 
Yep, I said like magical elements. Mm-hmm. Um, also, both have old uncles in them. Oh yeah, nice. Kind uh, of eccentrically both... old uncles. <laughs> both have talking animals. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's all I got. Yep, me too. Oh great! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> great. All right, folks, with the connections out of the way. Um, what do you say we do a little movie matchmaking? But look at this nice thing though we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. So if you enjoyed either one of these movies and want to check out movies that are similar, well, we can help you out with that. Yeah. So if you enjoyed Mickey's Christmas Carol, you might also enjoy these movies i'm about to say i'm up at christmas carol um david copperfield like just like you know check out some more dickens and then a goofy movie to see a good solid like disney animated movie with uh yeah with a a core character in it there you go i love it i love it uh if you enjoyed nutcracker prince you might enjoy the nutcracker and the four realms which Ooh. I still haven't seen, but I've heard Me is neither. great. Great. Uh, the Nutcracker Suite, which is an animated, nut, newer animated Nutcracker movie, mm-hmm. and the Nutcracker, the mat, and the Magic Flute. Oh, what? Oh, that's interesting. Which came out last year. Okay. And I heard it's good. Nice. See, I want to check out. And you might have to check this out, too. It was called Nutcracker Fantasy. And this Ooh. was a stop motion Nutcracker Ooh. movie made by the like same it. company responsible for such classics as like, well, it's in the same style as you'll recognize it. Like uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, uh, I love it so much. Rudolph and all that. But they did a Nutcracker movie and it's apparently very good. Um, now this wasn't, now it's not associated with Rankin Bass, so it's very interesting where it's like, Mm. oh, why didn't Rankin Bass do that? Um, yeah, so I really, I'm going to probably check that out today. I might be going, I might go down a little bit of a Nutcracker, like, deep dive. (laughs) I love that so much. Yeah. Really interesting, like, I'm looking at different Nutcracker movies right now. Barbie and the Nutcracker came out in 2001. I definitely remember watching that. that a lot, yep. I did. Her name was Clara in that movie, too. That's so weird because that is so not her name, like from the get go. It's like half of these movies have Marie and half of Uh them have Clara. Okay. well, now. okay. so then that makes me do. Then that does make me wonder. Maybe there was. So some iteration went with Clara and then they went back to like one or the other where it might have started Clara, went to Marie. And then that's just what we've stuck with nowadays. In the first the one that I ever remember watching that came out in 93, which mm. was like a live action adaptation. Yeah. Um, That one has Marie. So okay. that was like the first one that I remember seeing. But that came out in 93. And obviously, Nutcracker has been around way longer than that. But just kind yeah. of interesting. It is interesting. Um, Yeah, Clara. Cla- I mean, Clara feels like the more Russian name, right? It does, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. The Nutcracker. Oh, but have you seen the five-hour version? No. 
I'm not a I'm not opposed to it though, if I'm being honest. If we've now, got a good on. Is mission, that real? I yeah, the Russian like ballet real. version is five hours long. For real? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really long. Um, That's insane. D leave it to the Russians. Oh my God, are you insane? <laughs> leave it to the Russians. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And we and we bitch about three-hour movies here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when I went and saw, I saw The Nutcracker last year with mom. We went to the theater or the year before. Yeah. We were wearing masks, so it was definitely probably mm, the year before. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty long, too, actually. But it was like three hours, mm. maybe three and a half with the intermission or three. Well, wait, I mean, that's the same version we always see, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just the live so, one. Mm -hmm. yeah. It still felt, I was like, wow, okay. But it doesn't yeah. feel that long when you're there watching it. No, of course not. Sweet. Okay, so movie matches out of the way. Um, so now it's time for recommendations. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to recommend a new podcast I was listening to throughout this Christmas season. Uh, called Totally Rad Christmas. Be sure to check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. He mostly focuses on Christmas movies and specials from the 80s. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend everybody go check out Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, unfortunately, Andre uh, Broder passed away recently it might be a couple weeks now with how we're dropping this episode but r.i.p to him he was definitely like one of my favorite characters uh, yeah. i cried a lot when i found out he died he's so young um and i just feel like we're missing so much from from him he brought so much to the screen uh so check out brooklyn 99 let's honor his work and and just remember him as this like really comical and scene stealing yeah, character that he played yeah he's too good he had a great yeah. voice so he yes. could do voice acting he provided some amazing voices he he's one of my favorite versions of the dark seed character or sorry dark yeah. side character in the batman superman movies um yeah he has a really good scene that was circulating around the the, the twitter uh yeah where he totally owns batman uh, and then batman yeah. owns him um but anyway yeah r.i.p indeed it's tough because that dude was so talented so so talented so so sad so sad sorry nice scott Pilgrim <laughs> song i just uh, watched that recently nice it's a good movie it was so uh, good Mostly. Uh, Scott Pilgrim Mostly. is a very <laughs> not great character. Problematic. Um, very problematic. But the movie itself is fucking solid. Yeah. Um, fantastic. All right. So recommendations out of the way. If you have any recommendations of your own that you want to send our way, you can do so by sending them to our email. Movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. The Movie Connection, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. 
And me at Casey Schwartz. And we got a Facebook and all that good stuff. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a little rate and review. That'd be most appreciated. Mm-hmm. And it is the season, frankly. No. Yeah. <laughs> and now the moment you've all been waiting for, the moment where we assign each other movies to watch for next week, uh, which is actually going to be two weeks from now for y'all, because um, we're back to that bi-weekly thing. But, but hey, don't worry. Mm-hmm. We've got some news on the horizon and when we get to our season finale okay yeah so but yeah uh so next week all right casey before we get into kind of the the final lap of this season where we get into our season finale stuff let's have one last blast of just pure weirdness and awesomeness um and i'm gonna have you watch finally spider-man across the spider-verse hell fucking yeah i'm so excited to watch this and i'm gonna have you watch finally everything everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at damn once no every wait (laughs) that's those are my lyrics like yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yes this movie was huge People loved it and didn't know why. And then it swept the Oscars. Michelle Yeoh is in the house. Yeah. Yes. I'm so excited to talk about it. I think and there's a lot the, to talk about. Perfect. And it's from the makers of Swiss Army Man. <laughs> That's actually not that shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, it isn't. It's got some weird elements. Okay. Oh, damn it. Nothing I was hoping like that it was going to be more different than Swiss Army Man. Well, there's no, like, farting and <laughs> dead guys. Okay. So it is <laughs> well, different. <that's> good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, folks. Be sure to check out next week with Everything Everywhere All at Once and across, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What an interesting combo. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to y'all. Happy holidays. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of Of what? Our connection. So, we are all connected in the great circle of life.